0: Taylor, plants and keeping them alive, that's been a long time frustration in your life, right? Oh, yeah. They they met their maker Mm -hmm. in your care.
1: (laughs) I sent them to heaven.
0: (laughs) So so, uh, I saw something the other day. I hope this encourages you and and everybody else. If you've ever been that person, you're like, I wish I had a green thumb. Those plants that died on you, they should have tried harder.
1: (laughs) 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 It's funny. We're talking about trying to be a green thumb, and I finally thought, this is it. This is my life. I I am a flower grower. It's official. <laughs> and those hopes and dreams were completely dashed. The other Aww. day, I'll tell you what's going on next. So I really love flowers. I love plants. I come from a long line of women who love, I mean, my grandma Bessie could name every plant you walk around with her and she's like, that's a blank and that's a that. And so I really love them, but I just don't know how to grow them. So I planted pansies outside my house and they were looking so beautiful. I I was fertilizing them. The flowers were blooming. They uh, We were just giving them exactly the right amount of water. And uh, some kind of animal, I think it was a deer, has destroyed them. I'm talking like not just chomp off the flowers as a delicious yeah, salad. Yeah. I'm talking pull them out and leave the plants in the middle of the yard. I am so devastated. And so... The ones I could, I jammed back in the soil. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, come on, babies, you can start over again. It's just... (laughs) You got the worst haircut of your life. Are you, you sure they're, do this. it's
0: animals and not neighborhood hooligans?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like maybe get a got, camera up on there.
0: I know. I was so <laughs> hoping it would
1: catch it on our ring doorbell. Uh-huh. It has not. I don't hmm. know. what's. I, it's either rabbits or deer. <laughs> but I'm like spraying this deer spray, which stinks terribly. <laughs> and I'm telling these plants, come on. You just got a really bad haircut. You can do this. You can start over in life.
0: So um, think back to when you were learning to drive or maybe when you were teaching your kids to drive, who would the person learning to drive rather be with mom or dad? Let's talk about that next. Okay, think back to when you were driving or maybe you're at that stage where you're teaching your kids to drive right now. Who would you rather have with you in the passenger seat? Or even now, as a you know grown adult, and you're out driving, who would you rather have in the passenger passenger seat, your mama or your dad? How about you, mom or dad, in the passenger seat? Who would you um, rather?
1: Dad taught all five daughters how to drive. I'm trying to think. They were both pretty okay, I guess. Yeah. They, you know, I came in third. I was the third daughter. By then, I think they had developed nerves of steel
0: <laughs> with all Got of it.
1: us girls. But I was driving by my sister the other day, and I was she was so sweet and kind when she's like, "Hey, I think someone's behind your car." That I was like, "Oh, I can tell you've taught two teenagers how to drive recently." She was huh. so sweet and nice about it. Not someone's behind you. It was like, "Hey, someone's behind you."
0: Yeah, for me, it'd be, it and my kids it would. De- I think they would definitely say, "Dad." Mm-hmm. Uh, and and for me, with having Tracy as the passenger, it's. Like, <laughs> She just can't let go of that control. She just wants to be in charge. And with our kids, uh, same, same thing, same thing. I taught all of our kids how to drive. She was way too high strung, like could not do it. Not Mm -hmm. only couldn't do it, but they'd come home and there'd be tears involved and people would be like, dad, you've got to take me driving next time. Please take me driving next time. And she's told me before. Um, she just, she's like, I can't help it. It's just a reef. It just comes out. Mm, It's, she said, it's almost like if there's something flying at you, put your hand up to stop it. She's like, it's, it's like that. I can't help it. So, um, I'm wondering with you guys though, when it came to you learning how to drive or teaching your kids how to drive, who was it mom or dad that you would have way rather had, uh, with you. Julia, when it comes to driving, who would you rather have in the passenger seat? Your mama or your daddy?
1: Definitely daddy. Daddy was very even-tempered and um, very gentle. Oh, he sounds great. And so he was very patient. He was sweet. I only had mother in the passenger seat one time Mm -hmm. and I went to daddy and I said, definitely you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I think my kids would agree and not, here's how, how big a deal that was in not just our family, but our neighborhood, Um, our friends, Kim and CJ, Kim was the mom, CJ, the daughter and single mom. She's trying to teach her kid how to drive. And she's like, Kevin, I cannot do it. You've done it for all your kids. Would you please teach CJ how to drive? So I'm teaching other people's kids Aww, so how nice to drive. Because I, I think at least with, with us and with them, mom just did not have the temperament. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so I don't know about you, but I can go a little crazy at the Dollarish store.
0: Oh, yeah. And I, I think it's
1: because you just tell yourself, well... Hey, it's only a dollar. Only
0: buck. Toss it in the cart. And then when
1: they went to go ring everything up, everything was like $1.50 and $1.25. And I was like, what is happening? It's the (laughs) dollar-ish store. But uh, what I do is I usually run into one. There's one particular store that I love the most because they have Hallmark cards for 50 cents. Mm. And if you get the bigger ones, it's a dollar.
0: Are these um, last year's Hallmark cards? (laughs) No. I mean...
1: They're they're really actually quite quite high quality and there's so many Christian cards and I love those where there's like a scripture verse in there. Oh yeah. I love going to get these cards. So, I I will go and get, I'm not kidding you, like a stack of cards. I'll get sympathy cards, birthday cards, like Valentine cards. I just stock up mm-hmm. and and get them all while I'm there. Well, then I was like, "Okay, wait a minute. We're celebrating my niece Ava's birthday this weekend." We're celebrating my friend Heidi's birthday this weekend. I need decorations. So you go and it's like it was so picked over. So I came up with a pink theme and I stole pink Valentine balloons and used. them. I'm using them as part of the birthday theme. And so it's everything's like pink and I bought streamers and I was Pinteresting uh, what cool things you can do with streamers? while wow, you're in the dollar store. No, no, no. When I got home last oh, night, I got candles that. for the cake. I got all, and and balloons. And then I was thinking, oh, is that not good etiquette to have the birthday decorations up on one day for one person's birthday and leave them up for the next person's birthday? So I'm hoping Chuck the first, E. Cheese
0: does it all the time. Okay, so I'm hoping
1: the first person, which is my niece, doesn't want to take all her decorations home.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'll be like, uh,
1: I need those for tomorrow for no. my friend Heidi. No, you can't.
0: I love the way. <laughs> Let's they look. take lots of pictures,
1: but you can't take them with you. <laughs>
0: Like you go to a wedding. Oh, can we take the centerpiece? No. (laughs) No, we got a bar mitzvah next. (laughs) Leave them. (laughs)
1: That's going to be me at my house this weekend.
0: (laughs) I got a really good dollar ish tree store story for you about something I used to buy for my girls. Over and over and over again at the dollar store. I'll tell you about it next, so Taylor. You were just saying how you went to the the dollar store and they dollar stored you up to like how mu- how much was the bill? Will you share how much it was? It was
1: about fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. I stocked up on the... enough birthday cards for the year. Dollar
0: ish stuff. And
1: uh, and then I got Valentine cards and I got uh, birthday decorations oh. for my niece.
0: And you said you love that they have Christian themed Valentine's card. I have the perfect Christian themed Valentine card. God loves you on the front, and you open up inside. I'm trying. That's awesome. <laughs> Happy Valentine's. I think I bought
1: one similar to that.
0: God loves you, and I'm trying. Okay, so, uh, but something I used to spend a lot of money on at the dollar store was uh, headphones. Remember when you had the headphones? You had to plug them in, you had the cord. And then you know you put the you put the headphones and you had the cord going into your phone or your Walkman or whatever whatever it was you had uh, with AirPods. It's like I hardly ever see those anymore. But when my kids were growing up, that's what you had for headphones. And they if they didn't have them in their ears, they would just it was a nervous habit or something. They would just sit there and twirl them around their finger, wrap it all the way around, then take it all the way back, wrap it all the way around. All the kids take it all the way back. Every one of them. Oh, that's fascinating. And what would happen is the wires inside would wind up breaking and the headphones wouldn't work anymore. And they'd be like, oh man, I only have one year's one working. And then they'd start stealing each other's. No, those aren't mine. Then they'd start writing or putting nail polish on. These are mine. Those mm-hmm. are mine because that's a purple nail polish. No, I put that on mine. Then all these arguments and stuff. <laughs> so my solution was: okay, I'm gonna replace the good headphones one time. After that, I have bought 10 pair of dollar store headphones. They literally were a dollar each. That's what you're getting after those go. So, they first, first one that had their new headphones go bad and they grabbed the dollar store ones. They were like, These are awful, dad. (laughs) Yep. You know what's more awful than that? Getting a job. And that's what you're going to have to get (laughs) to buy new ones because that's all I'm supplying from now on is the Dollar Tree ones.
1: I wonder if you, if you have four kids, I wonder if you had bought four fidget spinners, (laughs) if that could have saved y'all a lot of stress in your
0: lives. This. This moment of early 2000s history brought to you by the (laughs) Kevin and Taylor Show, where we have fidget spinners and actual headphones with wires. Have you ever worked and worked and worked on something and you get to the finish of the project, and you're like, oh, my gosh, that was for nothing. I did this, this or this one. Or maybe you didn't hit save on on a paper you were working on. And where'd it go? Where'd the file go? It's gone. Let's talk about that feeling next. So I think we've all experienced this where we've worked on a big project or something and you get to the end of it and you realize like maybe you did it, you did it and it's incomplete or it's not what you were supposed to be working on. Or maybe you stayed up late working with your kid on a science project and you did a whole big thing on the effects of gravity and know it was supposed to be inertia, <laughs> something like that. Uh, we've all been there. Well, there's a guy in France who he made it his life's work. He wanted to try to get into the Guinness Book of World Records for constructing an Eiffel tower. 24 feet high, made entirely of matchsticks. What? Yeah. yeah how yeah, yeah. in the
1: world would you do that?
0: The guy completes it with over 700,000 matchsticks. That's wow. how many it took. Could you imagine the how many like times you're sitting there? I don't know if you worked with tweezers or his fingers or what, but just there's a no, there's no. And you're making progress, progress, progress. Everybody in your family thought you were nuts. No, I'm getting against book of World Records. Yeah. This should be epic. This is my moment. This is this is me living into history. So he gets done, and he presents it to the Guinness Book of World Records yeah? people, and they're like, we're sorry, you didn't use the right size matchsticks. What? <laughs> it can't, doesn't count. You're
1: kidding me. In. Come on, Guinness. That's nope. ridiculous. He's
0: not in. Ineligible for an official record because Aww. they were they were not commercially available matchsticks and may have been altered significantly from their original form.
1: Well, I hope he can turn... make. Lemon Lemonade out of lemons and maybe turn it into a little mini tourist attraction or something. He
0: said, it is disappointing, frustrating, incomprehensible, and not very fair play. It's part of my dream and it has now escaped.
1: Poor guy. Well, uh,
0: here's, the, here's the upside. Let's suppose he had made it. He made it in. We wouldn't be talking about it right now. That's true. There thousands of people making Guinness Book of World Records for goofy yeah. stuff every year. And uh, we never talk about them. But here, because he didn't get in... We're, uh, we're talking about them. All right. So go if I Richard. was him, that's awesome. If I was him, I would shellack it, like make it waterproof. Yeah. Put it on a wagon and go down to the Eiffel Tower, stand there every day and charge people like 10 euros to get your picture taken with the uh, almost in the Guinness Book of World Record replica of the Eiffel Tower.
1: It's interesting because this is not the only thing about the Eiffel Tower that's making headlines today. Really? I can't wait to tell you about this next.
0: I feel so bad for this Frenchman who he tried to build, Getting the Guinness Book of World Records, built a 24-foot tall, that's like over two stories high, replica of the Eiffel Tower can make completely matchsticks and use the wrong kind of matchsticks. And they're like, sorry, you're not... A, I, I feel bad for him because it's totally something I would do. I'd be this, like, what? Yeah, poor Richard. What do you mean the wrong matchsticks? They're this, matchsticks!
1: <laughs> this is a really fun fact about the Eiffel Tower. It's so funny you were talking about that a minute ago. Um the, the Paris Olympics are happening, you know, mm-hmm. they're, that's where this the summer. Olympics are happening yep. this summer. And they just released uh, renderings of what the medals are going to look like, the gold, silver, Paralympic medals. And the Paralympic one is going to look like the bottom of the Eiffel Tower. Hmm. But the bigger part of the headline is every single gold or silver medal won by an athlete this year will have a little tiny chunk of the Eiffel Tower in the, me- in the medal.
0: Wow, isn't that
1: so special? Mm. And it was like, is that true? Is that really true? Well, originally the Eiffel Tower was built for the 1889 World's Fair, and it was only supposed to last for 20 years. Right, supposed to take it down, um, and, and then they just keep, rep, you know, repairing it and, you know, making it stronger and stronger. And so, from some of the the, rep, you know, the renovations, they have little pieces of it. So they got a hold of the Eiffel huh. Tower people, and they're like, hey, can we put? Can we have some chunks? So we can put little tiny grams of Eiffel Tower in each metal And they're like, sure, let's do it. Isn't that so <laughs> well, cool? On.
0: If you know anything about the French people, I'm sure it wasn't like, sure, let's do it. It's like, oh, no, no, I don't. I, that will not be possible. We cannot do that. It takes like three or four times asking. Like, oh, okay, we'll see. <laughs> if it was a real French response, that would have been.
1: it. Yeah, who knows how long it got it took to uh, to make this happen? But it's it's everybody's going to have a That's piece cool. of history around their neck.
0: It's funny. It's like the most iconic symbol of France, and it's a lesson to our Paris. It's a, a lesson to learn for all of us when we get all well all wound up about something the people at the time when it went up referred to it as that monstrosity Mm -hmm. like if you read the history of the eiffel tower they're like it was split like the city was split and that they the people that didn't like it referred to it as the monstrosity and that yet it's become the iconic symbol of paris for all of us and it's cool it's gonna be in the in the medals
1: there's two things i know about you cav number one you like Cars. You like to talk about cars, look oh, yeah. at pictures of car cars. Guy. I love cars. Um, you're a car guy. And mm-hmm. the second thing I know about you, based on uh, maybe like a ticket you got last year,
0: uh, you have the need for speed. And I'm working on that. Why did you bring that up? My wife is listening and I'm working on that. (laughs) Now we're going to have to have that conversation at home. I have a need,
1: a need for speed. I do like, yes, I like to drive fast. This headline totally caught my eye. I totally thought of you. Um, Get this. The land of Ferrari and Lamborghini Mm. has a new speed limit. Italy does. And it's 30 miles per hour. (laughs) We're talking about Bologna. It's become the first major Italian city to impose the limit. On most streets, <laughs> citing safety and livability. So you okay. scrimp and save, and you buy yourself that fancy schmancy Ferrari or Lamborghini, and you're like, put, 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 put. Okay, put, first of all. Very slowly down the street. Those streets.
0: supercars, like Ferraris and Lamborghinis, Italy is the worst place in the world to drive those. They did a Top Gear episode where they tried to drive those mm-hmm. through the streets of Italy, and it's between the cobblestones, the bumps, and the narrow passageways. You cannot drive those supercars there. That's number one. Number two, Italian drivers don't care. They, I just realized. They do not care. They will. I, th- there's a. a fa- it's a video went viral. I'll see if I can find it of literally a cop giving someone a ticket and then ripping it up, throwing it out the window, and driving away.
1: Whoa. Well, they, I'm just saying, just, people in just... Bologna are not happy. And by the way, it's 30 kilometers an hour or 20 miles an hour. I forgot right. about the metrics. Right. And um. And yeah, this guy, like they quote this guy in the article. Luca Mazzoli, He's uh, a <laughs> he's a local guy who lives there, and he's like so grumpy about how slow he has to drive through Bologna. Now. You got
0: to begin him. Is that no? Who can drive this slow? <laughs> I'm 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 getting old. sitting in my car. <laughs> <laughs> my mama told me to be home for dinner 20 minutes ago, and I can't get there because I'm sitting. I'm sitting here going 30 kilometers an hour. <laughs> this is crazy. Help me, sweet mother of Jesus, help me. (laughs) That's the way that's going to go, right?
1: Okay, coming up in just a minute. I Can't wait to talk to you about this. Um, You know, there's this mom. She's just sharing some tips. She's got six kids. Here's what I've learned about managing a household. Mm -hmm. And she stirred up this huge worldwide, web-wide controversy. We'll tell you what's going on in just a minute. Hey, why in the world would a mom of six stir up a bunch of controversy just by sharing her bath time routine in their family? Sharon lives in Utah, and her kids are 13, 11, 10, 8, 7, and 4. Can you imagine? Well, she is really busy, and she knows what it's like to be CEO of a household. So she pops on TikTok to share tips. And she shared this. Bath and shower days are Sunday and Wednesday. If you need a bath in between that, then absolutely. But otherwise, that's good enough. It's created so much controversy that she's calling it Bathgate 2024, Hmm. because a lot of people think it's just gross that her kids only bathe on Wednesdays and Sundays. What are the ages again? They are 13, 11, 10, 8, 7, and 4. And a lot of people think it's gross. Pediatricians are weighing in. Saying two baths a week is plenty. Oh, it's way And I would think especially in those Utah winters, and it's so dry in Utah, there's like zero humidity. Mm -hmm. You're just, if you sweat, it's going to evaporate. So maybe the 13-year-old, if they're starting to need deodorant, if you know what I mean, mom Mm -hmm. and dad, Mm -hmm. maybe they're going to start needing to bathe every day. But people are saying for the kids, that's plenty.
0: It's funny, but I don't know how old your parents are, but my parents would make fun of like me and my brother and stuff, for taking a shower every day. Really? "You, You guys are the first generation that have ever done that. And you think about it, like my mom grew up in a household. She had four brothers. Mom, dad, her, and four brothers, one bathroom. It's just it's just incredibly wow. inconvenient yeah. to try to do that every day not to mention they were like it's wasteful and whatever and it just it did not become a habit until uh, you know much later.
1: I'm still shower every single day and this has transformed my life. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while in the winter I can get away with washing my hair every other day, mm-hmm. which is a miracle. I've well, never been you, able to I do, do every that. Day, so
0: but I would love to hear from moms and dads. What do you think? Do you, are your kids like that? Do you have a schedule just a couple of times a week? Or is it uh, every day? And you're like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe Especially she's doing if you that."
1: Grow up in Jupiter, Florida, like me.
0: Where it's hot, and I humid all stanky. the time. So, what do you think? Is this mom onto something, or is it just not right to give your kids a bath just two times a week? We would love to hear from you.
1: Sarah, what do you think of this mom of six who says it's plenty for her kids to bathe on Wednesdays and Sundays? I honestly, as a mother myself, and I only have one kid. And it's hard enough being a single mom with one kid trying to get him organized all day, every day. So for me, all I hear is she has a routine and a schedule that really works for her family. They are outnumbered by their kids. (laughs) So I really feel like she's really using her time wisely. Right. And honestly, the the ones that are of age that can do it themselves, I mean, I'm sure she lets them. It's not like she's saying they can't use
0: the the shower, you know? Okay, you guys want to hear something funny? Um, We just got our water bill, and it shows you a graph. Of the, of the last year of your water usage usage every month, while well, our youngest yep. just moved out, our youngest daughter just moved out, <laughs> you would not believe the drop in water usage.
1: Because oh. that girl would go, I, I mean, she,
0: she'd take a shower and be I'd be like, didn't she go in there like an hour ago? Same
1: thing when my niece left for college. They really? saved so much money on yes, water. Yes, I
0: could not believe it. Right there on the graph, it's like less than half of what we were using when that she was home. Sounds about right. So yes. I just think they're really she's really using her time wisely yeah. and yeah. saving money. Yeah. Awesome. Smart. thanks for calling yeah, Sarah and
1: keep up the great work as a single mom. Yeah. I know that's a tough job. Thank you all. I love listening to you. You guys make my day. Oh, thank
0: you. Aww, thank you thank just you made so our much. day. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. We'll talk thank to you, you later. You guys have a great rest of your day.
1: Hey Mary, it's Kevin and Taylor. So we we got to ask you. What do you think of this mom of six kids? Who's created this worldwide controversy because she said her kids get a bath only on Wednesdays and Sundays. No judgment from me. I hate bath time. I hate bath time. <laughs> I cannot tell you what a blessing it was when my oldest was able to bathe himself. And we could just be like, go take a shower.
0: <laughs> yes. on your own. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What's behind he, your ears. I was going to say, when he comes out, do you give him the behind the ears test? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. My, my mean, parents used to give e- me that and I failed every time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are many baths where we have to say, go back and wash the soap out of your hair. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but at least he's Doing it himself, <laughs> exactly. I didn't have to sit sit in there and make sure he wasn't splashing
0: everywhere. But I don't know you about know? you, but when our our kids were little, they they just didn't need them that often, unless they were out, you know, making mud pies. They just no exactly yeah just you know wash the essential areas and then we'll get a bath on Saturday.
1: I guess I was just a stinky kid. I smelled like I came in from recess. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) gosh! If they don't stink, if they don't stink, or their hair doesn't look like there's grease in it, it can wait another day. It can wait.
0: (laughs) That's that. I think that's gospel right there. (laughs) It is.
1: It's in in the book of mom. In the book of mom. So you probably heard me tell, uh, on the show before that I have 11 nieces and nephews and being an aunt is one of my favorite things in life. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'll have to admit, I sometimes try to be cool. Ann Taylor, whether it's like <laughs> sometimes what like places I take my nieces and nephews or stuff we talk okay. about when we hang out and stuff. The like, like most um, recent
0: one. Hey, uh, Hey, you're super cool Aunt Taylor. Can get you backstage to meet Lauren Daigle. I don't oh, know if you be yeah. don't know if you be interested in that, but you know, we're I'm kind of friends with her so.
1: Yes, my niece Kaylee is the <laughs> biggest Lauren Daigle fan ever. There you
0: go. And cool we miraculously
1: got tickets mm-hmm. and got to take her and her her their newlywed's her husband backstage. Mm-hmm. That was so fun. Well, um yeah, that that was cool Aunt Taylor highest of highs. <laughs> and I just had Air quotes. Cool Ann Taylor, lowest of lows. What happened? Uh, One of my nephews has a new significant other, Mm -hmm. and I got to meet her for the first time the other day. They were coming through town. They don't live here. And I was like, ooh, I get to meet her finally. This is so exciting. And we talked and hung out for several hours, had dinner together at my sister's house, and had a good time. It was so fun to finally meet her in person. And uh, at the end of the evening, my husband said, well... Hate to break up the party, but I got I to gotta get my wife home. She's got to get to bed. I said, yeah, hmm. this my Glenn's so sweet. He's like, my. I call him my bedtime police. <laughs> my nephew never mentioned, oh, it's kind of cool. I have an aunt who's in radio. It literally never came up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was so humble. I was like,
1: this is the blip, the non-blip on the radar in my nephew's life that I am. And I was crushed.
0: She probably was like... <laughs> Radio is that like what people did before Instagram? <laughs> right.
1: Well, it's funny Radio you say personality
0: that because the Instagram yeah. personalities because she's into.
1: a YouTube influencer, of so it's she is. funny. Everybody that, is. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: not special. She's Everybody got quite is. the
1: following. Everybody so, does. <laughs> yeah, I I was definitely like wah
0: wah. <laughs> so, do you know anybody that has literally gotten a second chance in life? Somebody that maybe had a health scare and they thought this, this might be it. It might be game over, you know, Q, I can only imagine because I'm going home and they got a second chance at life and they approach life a little differently, right? Somebody in my life is doing that right now. I'll tell you about it next. So I don't know if you've ever had the fortunate experience to uh, be around someone who had a really bad health scare. They thought this might be it. It might be game over. My life is coming to an end and miraculously or through the doctor's Things are turned around 180 and they get a second shot at life. Those kind of people, I love seeing and hearing those stories. And someone like that in my life right now is my dad. Uh mm. you might remember a few months ago, I was saying like, hey, can you get my dad in your prayers? He's got this leg thing going on. Right. Well, we went home to visit at Christmas. We found out it was way more serious than they let on. And for a, a week or two there, they they thought he wasn't going to make it. Wow. He was in the hospital and, it, and he wasn't responding and like his wife would respond to texts and stuff like oh he's just resting so we're like oh okay he's recovering he's not up to mm-hmm. responding or texting or whatever but we found out it was very touch and go mm. okay well he's on the road to recovery he's doing great and it's one of those stories where the doctors are like we don't know what happened that it was cancer and now it's gone we don't, we don't can't explain it type thing so he's like a man with a second lease on life and first of all his faith has just skyrocketed He's just like, he. you get him talking about how grateful he is to God. I've never seen my dad cry. He's 80-some years old. I've literally, in my lifetime, never seen him cry until now. Wow. And he'll cry when he talks about what God's done for
1: him. That's transformation. Um,
0: yeah. And then, this is just crazy. His wife sent us a video last night of him in the living room dancing.
1: Get out. Like Does your dad ever dance?
0: No. <laughs> Not once, not never. Here's how much not once, not never. My mom loved to dance. We used to travel all over the East Coast going to polka dances. She's Polish. She loved polka dancing. We would go to these dances, and he would sit there and talk and chat the whole time and never, not once, get up and dance. And now now... now the man with the second lease on life... Can't help but dance in his own living room.
1: That's incredible.
0: The second thing to learn from this story is I now see where I get my lack of dancing skills from. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. From dear old dad. But dad is now dancing like nobody's watching and he doesn't care. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. What a confirmation of what God can do in somebody's life, even when they're in their 80s. So plant-based stuff, it's all the rage, right? Every time you go to the grocery store, there's, hey, this is plant-based, but it tastes just like the real thing. And you try it and you're like massively disappointed, right? Well, my wife, she snuck something in last night that was plant-based. And I'll tell you whether I could tell or not next. So we've all been duped by the promise. Oh, this is sugar-free, meat-free, whatever, gluten-free, but it tastes just like the regular kind. And it doesn't. Like you get a a protein bar and it's got like a chocolate donut, chocolate donut flavor. That's like right on the cover, right? Picture of a delicious looking chocolate donut and you open it up and it's like stale taffy with maybe a hint of a chocolate flavor mixed in there somewhere. And you're just (laughs) highly disappointed. So my wife last night, she completely duped me. She said, Hey, we're having burgers on the grill tonight. I was like, great. That's going to be awesome. And uh, she had all the like, Chopped up tomato and lettuce and all the, all the onion, and all the stuff to put on uh-huh. it. Yeah, and, uh, I put some of. That. I get the uh, Wahlburger sauce. I put that on there. It was. Just, I'm ready to go. I get this big juicy burger. Take a bite. It's delicious. And after the first bite, she goes, "That's a plant based burger." And I was like, "Get out! It is not." Is it She's the kind like, yep. that
1: look? I even mean, looks bloody like meat. Uh, we bought those one time for my in She Kind of
0: hid them from me as she was making them, but uh-huh. they were in like. They looked like they were in one of the packages you would buy ground beef in. Yeah. That's what they put it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it yeah, it tasted great. I have no idea what kind of chemical stew was in it to make it taste <laughs> like ground beef. Right. But yeah, it was it was really, really good. Um so for the that's one of the first times ever the promise came true. That <laughs> like
1: it oh, delivered. Yeah, it that's delivered. Good.
0: It tastes just because I don't know about you, but I've had some of those at restaurants, been like, oh, I'll. I'll do the healthy option. I'll have the Impossiburger or whatever. And you're like, do they mean impossible to eat? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. it's terrible. <laughs> you were telling
1: me the other day that there's this whole movement to make things out of mushrooms, like bacon out of mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. that I'm really intrigued by. Because if it's yeah. real food and not like isolates and weird stuff like that, then I'm, they,
0: I'm very intrigued. They said they have five ingredients. I saw that on Shark Tank. It oh, was, okay. And it was called mush meat which is a oh, that's terrible, a terrible name, name, but they're making meat-like <laughs> products out of mushrooms. Get it? Mush meat.
1: Oh, mush meat. Yeah, I'm going to see if they're on store shelves yet. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah. but they, they, someone should talk to them about the name. <laughs> they got to yes. change the name.
1: Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. As a girl dad, you probably feel like there's nothing you wouldn't do for your little girl. So check this out. Dave lives in Las Vegas and noticed his little eight-year-old daughter, Aubrey, falling behind in reading after her school's closed down during the pandemic. So even though he had no coding experience, he started working on artificial intelligence reading app to help his little daughter catch
0: up. It's able to take all of those words that she knows, all of these words that she's struggling with, and send it to ChatGPT, and it returns a custom children's story. So it keeps her on a path of reading that's at her level.
1: It's called Word Stumble, and it's now free for anyone to use. Dave said it's become his passion to help kids learn to read. And I just think it's so cool that he's giving it away for free. Yesterday, I, I emailed this story to my sister, who's a kindergarten teacher. Because I thought maybe some of the parents might want to check it out. That's cool.